Welcome to the Dell EMC Tech Select Podcast. This is the show that covers the Dell EMC Elect members and special guests who are at the front lines of modernizing, automating, and transforming data centers with industry-leading servers, storage, cloud computing solutions, and converged infrastructure technology. Without further ado, let's jump in to the next conversation. I can't. Welcome back. You can. I can. Yes. <laughs> to the Tech Select podcast. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of the podcast where we are recording live at VMworld Barcelona. And you would have heard Tony Foster's voice from a member of the Dell EMC Elect and with Converged uh, of Dell EMC. And I'm also joined with another fabulous guest um, and member of the Dell EMC Elect, Gina Minx. Welcome, Gina. I have no idea how it's going. How's it going for you, Tony? <laughs> it's going pretty well for me. I, I'm awake and I don't have jet lag, so I consider that a wonderful thing. That's a phenomenal, exactly. yeah, that's, that's an achievement in itself. So um, we wanted to get together, I'm kind of wrapping, I'll be leaving the conference early, so I'm kind of wrapping up the, the podcast. I figure two uh, Dell EMC Elect members would be good, and I know we had a really good conversation as well around Ready Solutions in Vegas at VMworld, yeah. um, which I actually was listening back to that because learning mm-hmm. a few terms around uh, high, high performance computing and um, you know digital learning, etc. So, yeah. So, uh, okay, sorry. jump in. Sorry. Jump in by all means. So you didn't find me in Vegas. We should have had all sorts of conversations about Indeed. vSphere 6.5. We should have. I feel very sad about that. Uh huh. But as it was a crazy, crazy conference it in was, Vegas. It was. <clears throat> yes. So you were about to say something? Yeah, I, I was about to say, you know, it's actually been a great conference thus far, and I think we have some exciting stuff to talk about. Okay. So Let's do that. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. 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 <laughs> Oh, well, well, that was. <laughs> that, 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 it wasn't too bad until you did that. Uh, yes. <laughs> now it's just uh, completely corny. We apologize to our, to our audience. We could, really, really do. Could you be any more enthusiastic about that, yay, Gina? <laughs> don't ask me that. Don't tempt me. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing at the conference besides goofing around a little bit? <laughs> We don't goof at all. I know. I know. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. You're technologists. We're yes, very we're serious com- people. Very serious. <laughs> I, I, I have booth duty uh, um, during the shows, so okay. I'm spending way too much time in the booth. Stop by and see me if you actually hear this before the booth shuts down. Um, other than that, I'm talking with you. I, I'd actually like to spend some time discussing uh, how you can virtualize HPC workloads. Right, and I presume that's a hot topic of conversation. Um, so it's interesting. It's starting to come up in uh, conversations more and more, because everybody sits there and thinks, "Oh, HPC is the snowflake of the computing industry. You can't virtualize it because we have to have this special performance, and we have to have uh, all these processors, and it's so big that it just spans a uh, entire system." So we can just bare metal it, and that's how we need to do HPC. Right. Of course, you know, if you listen to that whole thing, 
rewind it, remove HPC and just say standard uh, server workloads where right. HPC is, it probably sounds like what was said around 2005, 2006 when virtualization was taking off. No, we can't virtualize that. I need the whole server. It's all mine. Right. Uh, and, oh, we could probably try it out in a lab scenario, but we can't run production uh, HPC or production server workloads. Yeah, this virtualization thing, it's scary. And so I think we're going down that pathway uh, now right. with HPC workloads. Yeah, we, let's try virtualizing them. Let's put them in the lab and see what happens. Okay. And, and so I think you're going to start seeing a new lexicon uh, form around that and people going, okay, what really is HPC? Okay. Right, exactly. So from a VMware perspective, we at, um, at in Las Vegas, VMware Las Vegas, we released a new VMware um, package, SKU basically, that um, just for, um, it's called a scale-out SKU, but it, it is specifically aimed at these HPC workloads. And what, what it is is basically it has the features from vSphere that are important to scale out, you know, okay. so for big data or HPC um, at, a, at a cost so you're not having to pay for the entire vSphere um, purchase price because you have, there's things that you don't need um, from an HPC workload perspective. So um, we just have that. So from, from a vSphere perspective, it's kind of important if you're a vAdmin, just like Tony said, everybody was weirded out with their v first time. Like, why would we put more than one server on a server? Why would we virtualize yeah. more? So now it's kind of this thing, how do we figure out, well, what is an HPC workload? Because it's been made to seem like it's all about big data. So, okay, what is big data? And you have to be a data scientist to understand it. And I think um, because we don't live in that big data world and then we don't understand those applications maybe, or even kind of what does that even mean? What is a workload that runs on big data? Because what typically happens is organization doing big data, um, part of the organization that has a, a, a mission to run or yeah. has a, a, something to solve doing big data, which we should dive into that term in a minute, they, they'll have the budget, they'll go buy some hardware, they'll have a certain type of application that does all the crunching and number work and all the things that they need to do. There might be in the same company, another organization that's got another problem to solve, but they go and get their things. So what's kind of interesting from the vSphere perspective, if you're a vAdmin or if there's an, or, or a, a sysadmin and you've been tasked with maybe standardizing all the hardware because the company's spending way too money on, much money on that, you virtualize it, you can put, doesn't matter the hardware, it doesn't matter yeah. the, the software, we can virtualize that and do really cool things like I've got this really big job running and crunching away and maybe something underneath happens and we need and, and we need to fix the server. I can pause that job, vMotion it someplace else and, and keep running. So just kind of some things we're used to doing for our own applications because we own we understand those applications. Uh -huh. We've got to figure out, wrap our minds around what is a big data application? What is an HPC application? What is deep learning? What is this stuff? What are these different pockets of developers and scientists, data scientists doing in our organization? Because they need our understanding of virtualization and even just of managing data so it's always available so that if it's under compliance regulation that that's taken care of. So. so. A book there. <laughs> a literal so, book. So, um, so I think the whole idea of us having the vocabulary and, and understanding us, you know, as the operational virtualization yeah. people, is really important for us to understand that so we can support the business as more and more workloads move this yeah. way. Yeah, yes. And, and I, I think it's also important to realize that 
IT administrators don't necessarily have to understand what the data scientists are doing. Let the data scientists do what the data scientists do well. You manage the hardware and really have uh, that, that separation of roles where you do your thing and I do my thing and we can do it even better together than... I agree, but let's say the virtualization layer too. So manage the yes. hardware and the virtualization layer. <laughs> yes, definitely. I completely agree with that. So, so we... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, I was going to ask, have you been fostering these conversations this week? Or uh, is it... Yeah, so we, we've had several good conversations around that. Uh, got to start talking about this with Gina. I thought I was... Uh, sitting alone in my own little uh, HPC bubble going, let's virtualize this. And right. then I start talking to Gina and Gina's like, let's virtualize this. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, let's get uh, together. Let me get you in contact with uh, a few other uh, folks. And so we got to talk with uh, some of the NVIDIA guys around it. And Excellent. we have more conversations uh, scheduled uh, from that perspective this week. And then, uh, I've had a few customer conversations about it as well. Yeah. And Justin Murray is on our side. He's one of the technical marketing managers and just explains how this, how virtualized, how and why you would virtualize a big, um, a big data or an HPC workload. Um, he's actually got a really great lightboard video that goes over kind of the architecture on the vSphere YouTube channel. So you should look for that. Um, but also look for the replays of some of his presentations. I don't think he named his presentations really well. We already talked about it. There was nobody in his presentation this afternoon and it was fantastic because it did go through explaining the workloads and what the data scientists are doing and why they're doing. And I think some of that, it, it was just fascinating. So just for example, like I couldn't wrap my head around why would somebody want to virtualize a GPU? That all seems like BDI stuff to me. Like I don't understand why you'd want to do that on a bigger level. But what happens is, when you what you do is you basically take all the information that would be in a data lake, just all of it, right. and you train it to learn a certain thing. So the example he used was, you take all of the cat pictures on Google, <laughs> and you put these into a, da a data lake. Yeah, there's a data lake, you, and you, you you put these into, this is, this is your data set, and then you teach, you know, probably more than just cat videos, you put cat dog videos, you teach, um, you, you teach the data set to tell you which ones are cats. Okay. And you do it all with assigning, this is what the data scientists do. They assign all the algorithms and stuff okay. and stuff and stuff and they teach it and go through. But you need a massive amount of, especially anything to do with facial recognition or, or pictures or anything like that. And you think that, or anything with images and think like that's cat scans, it's deep space stuff, it's all yeah. sorts of stuff coming through, right? Requires tons and tons and tons of processing power. Right. So what happens if you virtualize that? Can you virtualize that processing power because those are expensive mm -hmm. and allow maybe two different divisions to, to share? Yeah, yeah, and is yeah. there a way to work that out? And there is. And so I think this it just opens up this whole new world of, okay, everybody thought that you had, you know, I always thought that from doing some of this big data stuff, I either have to have a really, really, really huge farm mm -hmm. of stuff and really, really, really expensive people doing it, or it's got to go to the cloud some way. So this is just saying you can do vSphere and Dell hardware and you can make this happen, this big data stuff happen and it's it's workable and it's, it's purely doable and it changes kind of the, I think, paradigm of if you're working on this already, like how you think of it, how you manage it, how yeah, you pay for it. That is really interesting. It's, it, it sounds very exciting. That session that you attended, was that recorded? 
I hope so. And he's got another one on Wednesday. Okay. Or Thursday. I have to look and see. But, like, it was yeah, just a I'll really good session. Yeah, I'll try and get the details into the description of this. Yeah, because it's got blog. a horrible... It talks about... I forget what he... Like, like Spark, which is part of um, Hadoop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Sparks in the title, but I was like Justin. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You need. We need to do something about these titles because that, that room should have been packed. Because I think, and maybe not this year. This is usually what happens with me. I get really excited about something because it's really technically interesting. Yeah. The first year or so, year and a half, nobody cares. Then all of a sudden, everybody's on it. But this yes. is one of those things that if you are a V admin and you're interested in the future of what's going on in a data center, you should figure out what this is because it's really interesting and compelling. Cool. Yeah. It, and I. I think the only place it's going to go is up, honestly, because uh, if you look at Gartner's uh, hype curve, what's in there, what's the top uh, spots on there, yeah. it's all HPC deep learning, machine learning stuff, and really, if you want to play uh, in industry anymore, that's where you want to be playing at is uh, with that yeah, I, uh, stuff. With the terms here, coming back just a little bit to bring it back to the terms of big data, that ha- that term has been abused to the point where nobody is interested in, in, in my view. Now, I myself am interested in it, and having done a master's that was around, you know, design research, agile thinking, which is what it, big data is really about. Um, it, it, it's good. It would be fantastic if you can actually marry those two together and do the virtualize those workloads it, 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 it is a step up in the evolution of, of computing and certainly would go go big and mm-hmm. go huge and Michael Dell would be pleased with that I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like for I'm sure you're going to encounter a few skeptics uh, amongst the the, oh. the high performance computing especially maybe around security most definitely Oh, I can't share that. Um, and again, a lot of it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's a lot of that mentality from around 2006 that you encounter. And yeah. we, we as an IT community have already gone through all that. We know the answers to this. We just have to reframe them and replace uh, the words from 2006 with updated vocabulary. Well, I think it was that was hard and what was... I think what may be harder in this case is the fact we understand the virtualization stuff and we understand it with a normal, normal in finger quotes, three-tier application, right? We understand. And at first, that was part of the problem. People didn't understand, well, how do we virtualize Oracle? How do we, or you know, how do we virtualize a database and, and make that secure and make it, that was the same, that was part yeah. of it, was from a, the application point of view, all being able to virtualize all of it. This way I think is different. None of us do any of this, None, uh, for the most part, right? We're, we all had deployed Oracle and deployed Exchange and like all of these tier one applications so like we could wrap our heads around once we figured out that it was possible how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, there's definitely a, a learning curve for me, like what's our map? What's, you know, what, I don't even know Open what the tools HBC, are. Yeah. Right? Like what are all these tools that, I, that really like Hadoop is like a, a little bit, okay, it's very fluffy for me, so I'm not really sure what it is, but I know after Justin's session, a little bit more yeah. to look into. I think that that's part of it, is we need to educate ourselves on what is an HPC load, what's a big data load, are they the same? Workload, are those workloads the same? Are they similar, are they different? How would I know if I have developers in my organization running these? You know, would I know, maybe I've heard those terms, or like what is the output that, 
your developers are doing? What are your developers asking you to support and how can you support them better by virtualizing that and managing it, dealing with security? You know, if you've got vSphere 6.5, yeah. mm -hmm. you've got amazing yeah. security. Mm -hmm. So like, how, how does that all apply for big data workloads and how do we, how do, how do I have like five organizations and segregate the workloads so that I can manage all the hardware and just apply this as a service to my end users? And I think all of this stuff is stuff that, I, I think getting it out of those silos, you know, and away from Agreed. the scientists, yeah. they, yeah. they don't uh -huh. need to worry with, and at some point, my guess is the scientists would be like, we can't deal with managing these servers anymore, y'all gotta help us. So get them out of the business of doing operational stuff put them back in the business of doing all the big data stuff, and that surely is going to save money for the businesses, and that's money earned yeah. right there. Well, and that also, I think what you're talking about offers an opportunity that wasn't there for other smaller businesses. I, I, I know that um, from a, when big data was a big buzz of a word, mm -hmm. there were a number of companies that were trying to do big data projects within, within Ireland, but they weren't getting the, the business. I think this, with HPC, virtualizing the workloads, you're actually enabling smaller businesses to collaborate, come together and actually do do projects. Mm -hmm. And certainly you're going to reduce the cost, certainly, of, yes. of, of major big data projects. That, yeah. And it should be, yeah, I, I can not I can see why big data, data scientists would be keen to get involved there. And I think another thing that you're going to start seeing is uh, um, on-premises clouds yeah. Because once you figure out how to start doing this, it becomes real simple to put these in blueprints and go, okay, let's make it even easier for our data scientists yeah. just to go in and say, I need this, this, and this. Click, 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 poof, and it starts building it uh, yeah. for you. So I can see that rapidly approaching too as uh, um, something to be on the lookout in the future. Well, you heard it here first on this podcast. <laughs> I think there's some good stuff coming. There's a lot of work to be done. And anything that has to do with educating our community, yeah. that's like so core to what I love to do. You know, make sure we all keep expanding our our, our skill set. So like we can't stay back in, you know, 2005. We've got to make sure we're, we're going yeah. where the business is going. And, and, and to your point, Tony, stuff we've learned in 2005 on how to do things we can take that methodology Absolutely. and move it forward so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's exciting it is exciting so as i said or as you said you've had conversations with, with people how is this going to move forward um are you are you as you, you plan meetings but how else <laughs> are you going to do it what what can we do to help so i'd love to actually hear other people's uh, thoughts on this not just uh um, internal stuff, but anybody listening to the podcast, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how that works, how you see it fitting together into uh -huh. your organization. If you're doing and stuff already. Yeah. Yes, uh, if you are. Doing, love to hear that. If you are toying around and uh, yeah. doing stuff and yeah. you're encouraged uh, by, by the thought, these thoughts, yeah. definitely. It'd be great because it's well and good to sit there and hypothesize in our ivory towers about, well, this is how we ought to do it. Mm -hmm. And then go in the market go, no, that's not quite how we want to do it. Yeah. Whereas it'd be great to, um, if we could instead go out, get people's opinion and say, 
this is what everybody's thinking. This is what they need to actually be enabled to do this. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not going out and developing a whole reference architecture around it. Maybe it's just um, putting together some white papers explaining the terms mm -hmm. so that they can go back and have uh, intelligent conversations with their uh, data science teams. And I plan on blogging about this. I mean, so I won't get to the... <laughs> You guys take a long time to write white papers. I just, I'm, gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that one with you. <laughs> so, yeah, my plan is like just to start blogging about just the terms and the scenarios. Are are encouraging? Just, this guy Justin's amazing. So like you know, and he's got like I said that that video, which I think is fantastic. But I think the more we go to to just starting to share information and, yeah. and waking people up to okay, if you, if you hear people talk about this, they're probably talking about big data, and you need to. You know, tune into that and figure out like how you can help. So, where could people start if they want to get their their head wrapped around this concept? I know it, it, this is not a, a design practice. We're kind of future looking in a sense, but where can they get started? Obviously, your blog, Gina. Well, I'll probably um, be blogging on the vSphere blog, and okay. I have to tweet where Justin Box was. I, I think there's a big data blog um, at VMware, but I'm well, not. Well, if we capture sure. that, we'll be putting that in the description. And his, but I will podcast. definitely tell you. Go to the vSphere um, YouTube channel. Look at there's a channel for Lightboard videos, and Justin's. Lightboard video is up there. It's really, really fundam fundamental kind of stuff to get oh, you started. Excellent. Yes, and I have my blog, and it gets all sorts of random stuff uh, on it. And this is one of the items that's uh, on there to uh, dig deeper into. You can actually see some of my stuff about virtualizing uh, okay. HPC workloads. And we're actually going to start, hopefully, we're, we're making plans and we're trying to bring the teams together because, you know, in my role at VMware, I'm dedicated to, EMC, to Dell EMC. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get the right people together and hopefully we'll have some joint stuff coming on. Yeah, we'll tag team on blog posts or I don't know. Maybe you could blog yeah. on the vSphere blog. I, that's a possibility. That might be cool then get you on uh, some of the uh, Dell EMC blogs. I love this is all coming together. This yeah. is this makes me want to do hugs. Hugs up. Yeah. Thumbs up to hugs, hugs. Thumbs down to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good note to finish on. But uh, you know, to to the to the elect um, at, at large and people listening to this, I think this is a great opportunity to jump in, check out Tony's stuff, check out Gina's stuff. But actually, if you if you're as we've said before, we invite you um, to participate in the conversation. Uh, if you've got comments or etc., add them to the podcast. Reach out through the vSphere blogs. And the, the wider, uh, you know, if you're following us on Twitter on the Dell EMC Elect hashtag, reach out, tweet at us, and uh, we're, we're obviously going, we want to have a conversation about this. We want to move this forward. I'm certainly interested. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Before, yeah. I didn't even know about this before the podcast. You know, it's, it's exciting, right? Yeah, it's it exciting. I'm going internally a berserk. Um, <laughs> we can tell. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, Contain yourself, Mark. Yeah, so other than that, um, you know, for this particular conference in itself, you're having those conversations. Is there any other excitement around VMware? What do you get? What's your pulse on the on the whole show here compared to Vegas? Vegas, I was I, I people told me they saw me brushing, but I was so busy. So for me, um, like I, I helped start Dell Storage Forums, which right. turned into Dell World. So I know what it takes to start, you know, to be behind the scenes. It's always a lot of work, but, and I wasn't even 
organizing anything in Vegas. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, responsible for a bunch of stuff, but it is like on another level, like from yeah. from behind the scenes from a VMware perspective. Um, this time I don't have booth duty, so I'm able to go to sessions. I had a short talk again here. Um, so the, the conversations are, are always great. I mean, that's yeah. I'm headed to the Converged Infrastructure Dinner. Yes. I always have really, really good conversations at the, the, that user group. They're just really great people go there. So There. And, uh, yeah, we uh, have fostered that with Mike Somerville that all uh -huh. Dell EMC elect members are members of the Converged User Group by default. I definitely go because the, the customers and partners that show up there are fantastic to talk yeah. to. Just really good, good people. So I like it a lot. Well, yeah, this is great. Uh, we're actually running into 23 minutes, which is cool. Woo you know, and it was a riveting awesome. conversation. Um, what I was going to ask you just to call out your Twitter handles and your blogs, so people. Okay, know my Twitter. I'll handle. put them in the links anyway. But you, know, you can put a link to it. my personal blog. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty political. Like, a lot of times, that's where I end up putting that one. So I don't yeah, know if yeah. people care. Um, but I've started blogging on the vSphere blog. So okay. VMware. Uh, blogs at vmware.com. I don't even know what it is. Blogs at vmware.com slash vster. Okay. And I'm gminks, G-M-I-N-K-S on Twitter. I'm uh, WonderNerd. My uh, website's wondernerd.net and my Twitter handle is wonder underscore nerd. Eventually I hope to get that taken care of so it's just WonderNerd. But right <laughs> yeah. now you got to have the underscore. Have, yeah, you're going to have a, a fight in your hands because I believe there is a WonderNerd on Twitter. There is a WonderNerd on Twitter. They're squatting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also there's a Mark Brown on Twitter. Who, <laughs> just who, one? There's just one with, with my full name, and I think he's done two tweets and yeah, since 2011. So, so yeah. Wonder Nerd on Twitter has done uh, six tweets since um, <laughs> I joined Twitter, because they joined uh, three months before I did. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Twitter is amazing. Um, yeah, with that, I'm going to sign off. Any last comments before we jump? None that I can think of. Well, thank you both. Uh, love that you brought this to the podcast. This is another amazing way of you know engaging the community. Love what you guys do. Really appreciate you being contributors to, to the wider community and really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to sign off. This is the last recording of the uh, VM World Barcelona 2017 podcast. And we'll go from there. We're looking forward to having more uh, recordings of a... Um, Skype nature. It'll be a little bit quieter and <laughs> less background noise, but we'll have uh, some one-to-one -one guests. And I'd actually like to see um, the topic that we discussed here come up um, later yeah, on as things develop. Most definitely, again. yes. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Delighted. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you in due course. Take it easy. You have been listening to the Dell EMC Tech Select podcast, brought to you by the Dell EMC Elect community. For more episodes, tune in on SoundCloud. You'll also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to share this show with your friends and colleagues. Feel free to reach out if you'd like to engage the Dell EMC Elect community via our website, dell.2 forward slash Dell EMC Elect. You can also follow us on Twitter via hashtag Dell EMC Elect. We'll see you in the next show.